If you are a multi-passionate girl boss who wants to create, write, teach, learn, connect, and take time for herself and her family and friends, you are listening to the right pod. Hi, I'm Lauren Jean, your go-to podcast resource girl and self and business development freak. I love everything related to development as well as focusing on self-confidence, letting go of control, and following your intuition. All right, let's get down to the good stuff. podcasting fuel your creative marketing strategy with your personalized brand visibility starter package. Yes, Passionapod now has a sponsor. The brand visibility starter package has everything you need to learn how to create, develop, build, and market your brand quickly and easily using a tried and trusted formula that works. This package will teach you all that you need to know about the importance of a unique brand, how to create a brand that sells, building a brand from the ground up, leveraging your brand reputation to get more business, repurposing your content to create an aligned marketing strategy, and so much more. For just $1.99, you get the full brand visibility starter package, which includes a one-hour, one-on-one session, either on the phone or in person, most likely on the phone, the brand visibility guide packed full of informative, useful, and workable solutions to branding, real usable tips, tricks, and techniques to build a brand that relates and is trusted. The whole package costs $1.99 and is available right now. Lisa Laura is a friend of mine and a fellow coach. She's an empowered life and leadership coach. She is also a down-to-earth dreamer and a woman on a mission and the bright-eyed creator of Logically Lifted. Passion, work, and creative marketing are her expertise. She is now the sponsor of the show and I am excited to bring her to you. If you want to find out more, and to grab your free session to talk with her, you can go to www.logicallylifted.com forward slash visibility pod. All right, let's get right into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another show, the Lauren Jean Show. Really happy that you're here. And um, today's topic kind of just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I don't know why. I'm really, really following my heart lately, and I'm really growing from that, and I really see it. I notice it, and I'm really trusting in it, something that I never really did before, something that I was always afraid to do, trust in myself. A lot of us are afraid to trust in ourselves, and I think that this topic today can really help me understand that as well as you. And it's something that I don't really talk a lot about on the show, although I know it can help you guys out because it's about parenting. And it's really how I have been raising my daughter. And I do get a lot of questions about this. 
So I really wanted to get into it today. And really the topic is how to really be a relaxed parent and grow an independent little person. So there's a bunch of things that I want to go over here. And in this episode, I'm going to share you with share with you how most of the time I am super cool, relaxed parent um, who really trusts in her kid. And it's a hard thing for us to do because a lot of us don't even trust ourselves. So how can you trust your kid without even trusting yourself? And I'm not saying that you think that they're lying. That's the last thing that I'm saying. I'm saying how can you trust that they are going to trust in themselves as well? And this is really important in going through life as a little person because they take from what we give them. So we are projecting our insecurities and our doubts and our screw-ups in life on our kids. And you better believe that they see this and they soak it all in. And these are those memories that just sort of get caught up in them. And it creates the person that they're going to be in their life. And this is one of my major goals in life is to not project that, my insecurities, my issues on my own daughter. I want her to grow up the way that she wants to. And I don't want me, I don't want myself giving her that influence on how she should be or how it should be or what she should do with her life. I want her to understand that it's all her choice and whatever she decides, I am I'm going to be there for her and I'm going to support her 100% no matter what my belief is as a parent. And I know that's a really, really hard thing to do. And I'm sure, in fact, I know I'm going to have really hard times where I'm not going to understand what she's doing and how she's going to do it. And the how, that's another thing. I'm kind of stepping into something scary in my life. And the important thing for me to really not pay attention to, and it's going to sound crazy, is the how. I need to just trust myself that I know what I'm doing. I know that I love what I'm doing and I know that everything's going to be okay because we really do put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we put a lot of pressure on our kids. We might not realize that, but we really are and their feelings are very important And even though we say we think their feelings are important, maybe our actions don't necessarily portray that to them. We actually don't know what they're thinking. We have no idea what they're thinking. But it's important to communicate this with them and to allow them to share their feelings and their frustrations and anything that they might be thinking. So let's go into the first area which is teaching your kids to be more independent. I've been doing this with my daughter basically since she is born. And each year I learn a little bit more about her and her personality. And it's important that you know your kid's personality too and what triggers them. So remember that as well. There are triggers that set off certain emotions or feelings and it could be something that has happened to them 
in the past or something that you said. Remember, things that you say stick with kids and they're going to remember these things. They're going to be like those core memories from, oh my God, what's that movie? Um, Inside Out. If you've seen Inside Out before, um, you can relate to that. And I certainly can. So remember that. Remember that. They soak up everything. They remember everything. So anything that you tell them, they're most likely going to believe because you are their parent and they trust you. So think about that. Each time you have something to say out of anger or frustration or anything at all, you really want to know what you're saying to your child. So you don't, you want to create any kind of barriers in their little heads because they don't have as many things to think about or focus on. So they might just be concentrating on what you just said to them. Okay. So these are my tips. These are the kinds of things that I have done with my daughter over the years since she's little, since she's an infant. And I really focus on these types of things now. And I think that's why me and my daughter have such a strong bond and it's more of a best friendship than anything. And she knows I'm her mother and she listens and she's just a, she's a doll. I love this kid more than anything in the world. And I really believe that these tips that I am going to share with you can maybe help open your eyes, understand a little bit better, and maybe you can put these into how you work with your child as well. So the first thing is, and these are in no sort of order, this is, this is no order at all, I just kind of jotted these down, is don't force them to eat when they don't want to. This is something that I find a lot of us doing. We think that they need to eat when they're actually not hungry. Kids can really trust in their intuition, into their actual tummy. They know when they're hungry, they know when they're not. They don't need for us to tell them this. And it's not just hunger, it's other things that I'll get into. But if your kid's not hungry, why are you going to force them to eat? This is, I guess, maybe something that's an old school kind of thing, but I really had to realize this too. When kids are growing, they're going to eat a ton sometimes, and sometimes they're not. You just need to be okay with that. Don't force them to clean off their plate because you know what? That's just going to screw up with their stomach and it's going to cause issues as they get older because this goes so much more into just creating an independent kid. This goes into you helping them create an eating disorder. And I know that might sound crazy, but as they get older and things happen, experiences happen, they're going to relate back to that time where mom or dad forced me to eat. I have to clean off my plate. I have to do this. I have to do that. Otherwise, I'm a bad person. Otherwise, I'm not good enough. Otherwise, I mean, you fill in the blank, whatever. You can probably relate to something like this from a past experience in your own life. And I can as well. And remember this too. This is just what we thought as parents, what our parents thought to be good for us. When in reality, our kids know what's good for themselves. 
And sometimes they have a hard time telling us that because they don't want to hurt our feelings. Our kids truly want to make us happy and they want us to be proud of them. So they might do things sometimes that might not necessarily make them happy. And if you think about it, we do the same thing. I've done the same thing most of my life. And it only really took me, you know, what, what, I'm going I'm to be 38 this year. It took me probably a good 36 years to really step into being okay with not doing what other people thought. So this carries into your entire life and it's very hard to step out of. So I went off on a tangent, which I tend to do. Um, Don't force them to eat when they're not hungry is the basic idea here. Don't force them to eat. If they say, I'm done, say, okay, don't question them. Don't question them. They are going to come to you when they want more. They're going to tell you when they're hungry. All right. This is, of course, if there's other circumstances, then maybe that tip isn't for you. But for the most part, it probably is. Okay. Uh, this is a something that drove me crazy, drove me crazy up a wall. When she was little, there would be toys everywhere, everywhere. It made me want to rip my hair out of my head. But as she got a little bit older, I realized that she's just having fun. And this is something that I need to let her do. Have fun in the mess. Have fun be a kid. Have fun get dirty. Let them do this because they know what they want. They are, kids are so intuitive. And maybe you haven't stepped into that word like I have, but be intuitive, trust your gut, whatever you want to call it. It's basically trusting yourself and knowing that this is what you want. And kids love to be messy. They love to have fun. And there's just, there's so much. There's so much. So as a parent, you know, messes are to be expected. Let them just have fun. Just trust in them that they are doing what they need to be doing in that moment it's a hard thing for us to not want to clean everything up. I know I've been there, but yeah, just let them have fun in their mess. Don't freak out when they get dirty. Just chill out. Another thing is, this goes kind of goes back to the first one, but I really feel like this is how you can teach your kids to be independent, is let them decide how they feel without any influence on them. This is hard. This is really hard. I struggle with this a lot. You know, it's, you might think that you know something that might be better for your kid, but you know what? It's probably not because you are not your kid. Of course, they came from you and you think that you might know what's good for them, but when it comes to them, they need to make that decision and it doesn't matter how little they are. It really doesn't. Feelings are different for every human being, and we need to realize that. To grow an independent little person, we need to trust in their feelings and support them 100%. Doesn't matter. I mean, of course, this is age appropriate, but at the same time, some things are not. I'll give you a great example of something that a parent might not do or might not let their kid do, but I have given my daughter a lot of power over her own feelings, her own emotions, even her own actions. And 
you know, it's cold now, right? If she wants to go outside without a coat on, I'll say, okay. And I'm going to let her make that decision on how crazy that might sound. So going outside when it's freezing outside, she's going to realize that it's cold and come back and get her coats. And I can't even tell you how many times I've done this, but by giving them that power, it makes them feel amazing. And as parents, we want our kids to feel independent and to feel that they can trust themselves. Again, it all comes back to trust. It really comes back to trust. Us teaching our kids that they can trust in themselves and that we're there for them as their parents. I can't even tell you how much I really trust myself to trust her. And it sounds crazy, but this is so completely true. So just do a little test and let your kid make a decision that you normally wouldn't let them make and see what happens. Just see what happens. Um, Let them choose their outfits. You know, some kids might be at an age now where they do this already and some kids might not, but a lot of kids might want to choose their outfits. My daughter did when she was in kindergarten and sometimes she walked out of the house and it looked like her closet threw up on her. Okay, that's fine. She's a kid. If I saw kids out there in school with crazy outfits, I know that that parent did not dress that kid. I know that the kid dressed themselves. And you know what? It's cute. It is adorable. And it's kind of funny. It's cute because they really take pride in what they chose to wear. And they feel good in it. And that's all that really matters. That's all that matters. No one is going to judge you as a parent because we've all been through something like that before. So understand that. Um, This is another good one and something that I went through recently is teaching your kids the important topics that we might not learn in school, you know, such as money, sex, drugs, divorce. This is all up to you because you are the parent. You know what you're comfortable with. And these are all big things in life that we don't learn in school. So by informing your kids of certain topics when they're younger is only going to help them grow and understand and really grasp what life is about because these were not taught in school. You know, if my daughter's coming upon the age of nine and who knows what topics she's going to be learning about in school and from her friends and from her friends' older siblings, and that's what scares me. I want to be the one to be relaying the information to her because she knows that she can trust me. And I don't know what's running out there in, in schools. You know, I don't know what's coming from other parents. I don't know. So I want to be able to teach her the proper way, the way that I believe, the way that I have learned through my journey of self-development and what really feels good all at the same time, trusting that she is going to understand and start to ask questions. I'll give you a perfect example. I had to recently speak to my daughter about how babies are born and sex. Now, this is a very touchy topic for a lot of parents and it was scary, but she took it in an amazing way 
And I told her, I said, honey, this is something that stays between you and me because as of right now, you are too little to be talking about this type of stuff. She completely understands. She feels confident about it. She understands she's asking me questions. I'm building that trust with her so that she feels comfortable to come to me with anything related to that. Now, she's still little, so she doesn't have any in-depth questions, which is great, but I feel perfectly okay sharing that information with her to help her grow and understand and learn the right way because there is no way that you want your kid to learn. You don't want your kid to learn this stuff in school from friends who might not know where their information is coming from, if it's coming from an older brother or sister, or I mean, who knows where kids are getting information these days. And I'm not saying this to really, I don't want to say the word protect because I really try not to use that word. I don't want to protect her. I want her to understand. I want to inform her the right way to exactly what I said, to help grow my independent little person. I want her to trust and be open enough to ask questions and not go out there and search for the information somewhere else because she's shameful or embarrassed to ask me. Big thing with me is openness with her. And I think that's why I've had so much success and I don't have a little rebel. I've got a kid who wants to learn from me and is like my best friend in many, many ways. And it's just exciting to see her grow and understand and trust herself. And she knows what's right, what's wrong, what she needs to ask permission for, and what she is able to do on her own without feeling scared or terrified or like she's doing something wrong. Because that's the last thing that I want to put in her. I want her to be comfortable in all situations in life. And I really feel like I'm being successful with this because I have got such an amazing relationship with her and I can only see it growing closer and closer and closer. So I hope that helped you um, a few tips right there. I hope this maybe sparked something in you that you want to go talk about with your kids. Remember, it's fearful to talk about these types of topics, but it's more fearful, fearful to see where the other information that might be coming from. I don't want to know that she learned something that is completely wrong or something that she learned from a high school kid. The last thing that I want to know. The information is coming from me, relayed to her, so that she can feel open and comfortable talking to me about anything that she wants. So the next part of this is how to be a relaxed parent. I am super relaxed most of the time, and I'm damn proud of this. I really am. I really am. And I'm not saying that I've never been crazy, stressed, frustrated. I get all of that. All of that comes to me. And I have my days. We all have our days. So that's cool. Absolutely cool. We are allowed to lose our shit sometimes and have a drink or binge on potato chips or chocolate or whatever. Whatever. But these are my tips that I have to be a relaxed parent because I've used them all. And a lot of them just kind of come naturally to me. 
And this is something that we all need to constantly work on. All right. Again, this goes back from when she's an infant. So bear with me when I share these with you. First thing is when they're little, we want to try not to freak out when they lay on the floor or roll around in dirt or they're having fun outside. Again, this is what kids do. If we just understood that and let them have fun and let them be a kid, we could be so much more relaxed. And that's it. Be relaxed. Understand that they are a kid. They're going to get dirty and it's okay. All right. That's one tip to help relax you. If they fall or if they get hurt, don't run over because that's going to freak them out. All right. Let them fall. Try not to have a response. This is hard. Try not to have a response. A lot of the times they're going to get up and they're going to walk, or they're going to run away, or whatever. What really sets them off is when we have the reaction, because then they get scared. I've done this many times. I've seen it happen. So try to relax, and just let them be. Just let them be. Okay, stop worrying about what everyone else thinks that you should do. I could talk about this forever, but I'm not going to. There's a lot more things that I don't give a shit about anymore. And that is just saying that confidently. I don't give a shit about what most people think. And that is not to say that I don't care about other people's opinions. It's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is I just like to think about how I'm feeling and what I need to do without the outside influence. I've had a lot of outside influence my whole life. And I even wrote, you know, a book on it. Crazy to think that I did that a year ago. But um, yeah, it was part of my book. I was a co-author in a book. And I wrote about this kind of thing. I was so worried about what everyone said that it gave me this extreme anxiety. And my stomach hurt. And I was just, I was not in a good spot. For a lot of my life, I would just pay attention to everyone else but myself. And us as parents do that. A lot of moms do that. Yes, dads do that too. I can only speak from the mom side, but yes, there are a lot of moms and dads out there who are constantly worried about their kids. They're worried about what everyone else is going to think or say or do if they do something that is either out of the norm, not expected, or if you're just doing what you want to do. And this is your choice 100%. So remember that. You don't need to give an F what anyone else thinks about what you're doing. It's hard to not because this is what we've been conditioned to do for most of our lives. And like I said, I could talk forever on this one, but I'm not gonna. Just stop worrying about what everyone else says you should, you, I'm gonna read it right from here. Stop worrying about what everyone else says or thinks you should do and do what you feel is right for yourself. Really think about what's right for yourself, not what's gonna make everyone else feel good and make you feel like shit. Okay, so 
this is another good one from when they're little. You want to listen to your doctor first, but don't feel like you have to do everything that they said. Not everything that your doctor says is going to be right for you or your kid. So if you stop worrying about things as like, you know, those percentiles or any sort of numbers, unless your kid has a serious issue health-wise, you know, then that's something to pay attention to. But if not, if you have a healthy, happy, growing, thriving child, that's not something that you need to really worry about. And this is my opinion. So remember that I came from a super relaxed background as a kid, not as well. Yeah, as a kid, really, I really didn't have much to worry about. And that kind of took off into my adulthood. And it's gone into my daughter as well. So when it came to like doctor stuff, I knew that she was healthy. I knew that she was growing. I knew that she was happy. That's all I cared about. I feel like a lot of the times we get too stressed out about things, again, what people think we should do, and we kind of lose our shit over it, and it's just not fun. It's super stressful. It's not necessary. It's really not necessary. You know, if numbers and that kind of thing, that makes you happy, then yeah, go for it. But if you want to be relaxed and it's stressing you out and there's no reason for it to be stressing you out, then it's time to take a step back and really think about why you're doing what you're doing. What else do we have here? Um, Okay. Yeah. Don't stress or obsess over nutrition because you're only going to transfer your crazy obsessive behaviors into them. And that's what causes eating disorders and body image issues. This is a big one for me because this is something that I had to reverse in my own daughter as well as myself. Back in July of 2015, yes, 2015, I discovered I had an eating disorder called orthorexia. And what orthorexia is, is it's really a way of eating that's obsessive, that has to be perfect. So the healthiest this, the healthiest that. And what I was really trying to do was prevent any disease that might come my way. We know that's impossible. It's really impossible because really your fate's going to determine if you get anything. And what it was doing was creating more stress on my end. And it was totally negating everything that I was eating that I thought to be good, as well as the workouts that I was doing. So my daughter saw this in me, and I would obsess over what she ate as well. Did not help her because she was a nervous little kid. And I really think that's why she was a lot harder to deal with at the age of five and six, because my behaviors were transferring into her. And this is and was totally reversible. Now she's a relaxed kid who trusts herself and she has her treats. She does her birthday party thing. And then sometimes she doesn't even eat the treat. She's, no, mommy, I'm not hungry. I don't want it. So I say, okay, great, honey. You don't have to. So it's things like that. If we're forcing our kids to eat and follow these crazy rules or crazy diets, that is going to grow with them and it's only going to get worse. And the last thing that you want to have is a a teenager with an eating disorder because 
all of these issues stem back to childhood. They really do. They stem back to your childhood and what happened, the experiences, uh, anything that came from your parents. And that's what I'm really trying to get through here today is we don't want to obsess over certain things to then transfer our beliefs that aren't even true most of the time into our kids. So nutrition is a very, very touchy topic. And I trust that you know exactly what it is that you need to do and how you want to treat your kids and how you want to teach your kids. So you make that decision, but just remember what I said, that obsessing over nutrition carries through life, like most things, but this is a major topic recently. It's going to bring your kids into the future and you'll see what might possibly be in their lifetime. And that's the last thing that you want. You want to, again, train them to trust in themselves. And that's when you really need to trust in yourself as well. Okay, so this is a great tip, I think. A great tip to be a relaxed parent is to let them decide most of the decisions for themselves. Um, It lets you know, it lets them know that you trust in them and it takes a hell of a lot of pressure off of you as a parent. You know, we make too many decisions. We really do. You're a working parent. You're dealing with children. You're dealing with a household, maybe a spouse or a partner. There's lots of decisions to be made. You know that kids can do a lot of this. They can, but we don't let them. Start to think of your child as an equal and really give them the power to make some decisions for themselves, if not all of them. I do this a lot with my daughter, and it has really paid off in a wonderful, wonderful way where I don't stress over little things, and she asks me when she needs help. And I just love this. I absolutely love it. It makes me feel just so much happier, so much happier in life because I'm not stressed about every little thing. And it's a hard thing in the society with with just having to work. You know, both partners having to work and you just have to work like a dog to really get to where you want to be when in fact that's actually not true. And I'm not going to talk about this in this episode, but Letting them make their decisions is a super powerful technique that you can utilize to help you relax. Another thing is self-care, guys. Self-care. I think of myself first. I did not always. And this might sound crazy because we're parents, right? We're supposed to think of our kids first. I disagree. And this hit me, let me think, what year? 2000 and... 11 after my divorce and I came home after a panic attack that I had at work and I was laying on my bed shaking and crying and it hit me that I have a perfectly happy healthy kid and yet I am stressed to the max because I'm not taking care of myself 
I used to be a workout fiend. I was a personal trainer. I did wonderful with my nutrition. And that's when I was a little bit overboard, maybe a little bit more than overboard. And I soon relaxed and I realized that she's healthy. She's happy. What am I doing? What the hell am I doing to myself? I don't need to be doing this. I need to be taking care of myself. And that's when it really clicked that I needed to take care of myself first. Yeah, it's a hard thing to realize as a parent, but self-care is super important. And it's another thing that they are going to notice about you and it's going to affect them because if you don't take care of yourself, why would you think they would? Because they're learning from you. They are taking the life tools that you give them and they're bringing it in, into their childhood, their adolescence, and their adulthood. So you need to teach them the way that you want them to learn. And you need to teach yourself and you need to take action on that stuff as well. So whatever it might be, self-care to you, whether it be meditating or journaling or walking or going out with a friend for a drink or date night with your partner or spouse, whatever it might be, whatever makes you feel absolutely amazing is something that you need to really try to do. And now self-care to me is essential to life. And it's not always easy, but I try to fit in, you know, at least five minutes a day of something, of something. And for me, self-care, a lot of the times is doing this podcast and talking with you guys and connecting with people online that make me feel amazing because I can support them. They can support me. There's so many ways to go about this. So those are really my, my tips and these come from me personally. I've done them all. I've worked with them all. And my daughter is growing, thriving. She is not shameful. She is not doubtful. She is trusted 100%. She's my best friend in the entire world. And I, like I said, I only see our friendship growing and growing and growing. And I'm so excited for that. And that's why I wanted to take this topic to you guys as well. And like I said, I had done this show, one similar to this. Um, it was called Seven Ways to Chill as a Parent. And that was number, I think, 17 of the show. So it was a long time ago. And it really hit me that I wanted to bring this to you guys again. And I added some things in because she's older now. And yeah, I think that's really all that I have. I want to thank you guys for being here, for stopping in. And um, yeah, I can't wait to you, to see you guys again next week. So let me know if you have any questions, topics that you want. I would love to jump on here and do it with you again. So have a great, great week ahead and we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate having your ears here with me on this wonderful, wonderful podcast, if I do say so myself. Any links and resources and guests you can find at the website at thelaurengene.com. If you are interested in starting your own podcast, you can find me at Passion to Pod, and that is on Facebook. Check out the group. I would love to have you. All right, talk to you next week.